Well, the season of Lent is a 40-day fast. And when we fast, we are intentionally going without certain things. But there's a, a flip side to fasting, and I want to take a few minutes to reflect on that. We'll be in 2 Peter chapter 1, which we just read. It says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. First thing I want to point out is in verse 3. God has called us to His own glory and excellence. God has called us to His own glory and excellence. We are not merely invited to bear witness to God's glory and excellence. Verse 3 says that we are called to His glory and excellence. We are in some sense invited to live up into the glory and the excellence of God. What, what could Peter mean by that? He continues in verse 4. God desires us to become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. So, in other words, sin prevented us from partaking of the divine nature, but now, because of Jesus, we have escaped the corruption of sin. We are now capable of becoming partakers of the divine nature. Again, what, what could Peter mean by that? If Peter had never written this verse, would you have dared to suggest that you, a mere human, could partake of the divine nature? Would you have dared to think or to speak in those terms? I doubt it. I know that, I know that we've, we all agree that we've been created in the image of God, but I don't think we would naturally go so far as to say that we are partakers of his nature. We're comfortable with Peter saying that human beings are like God, but Peter seems to be going well beyond that. We're more than just like God. We partake of God. We are participants in the divine. So that is the theological foundation that Peter is building upon when he continues in verse 5. For this very reason, he says, because you have been called to partake of God, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. You see, this is Peter's logic. Since we are participants in the divine life of God, then we should be striving. We should be making every effort, he says, to cultivate divine virtues and qualities. We should be making every effort to grow up into the glory and the excellence of God. This is the flip side to fasting. 
During the season of Lent, we're not just giving things up. We're also putting things on. In fact, we're giving things up in order to put better things on. For if these qualities are ours and are increasing, they keep us from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we have faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and love, and when these qualities are increasing in us, we become effective and fruitful disciples of Christ. On the other hand, whoever lacks these qualities, Peter says, is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Those who are not increasing in these qualities are not understanding the glory and the excellence to which they are being called. They do not understand the glory and the excellence that their cleansing from sin makes possible. These nearsighted people are like former slaves who have been redeemed and adopted into a royal family, but who insist on remaining in captivity. They insist on being dehumanized. They insist on being less than they could be. They are content with falling short of the glory and the excellence to which they have been called. Don't let that be you. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Peter says, confirm your calling. Anchor your calling. Cement your calling. This requires effort. Confirming your calling requires diligence. But remember, this calling is not a burden. This calling is a privilege. This calling is a divine invitation. What is our calling? To to what have we been called? We have been called into the glory and excellence of the divine life of God. We have been called to partake of his life. So fasting during the season of Lent is not about giving things up for their own sake. We don't fast because food is intrinsically bad or because alcohol is intrinsically bad or because social media is intrinsically bad. We fast because some things are are even better, so much better. We forego good things in order to gain better things. We give up good things to make room for great things. For the next 40 days, don't don't just focus on what you're giving up. Focus on what you're putting on. Faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and love. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So see to it that these qualities are increasing in you. 
And in so doing, you will experience the joy of partaking of the divine life of God. And Lord willing, on Easter morning, you will be more glorious and more excellent than you are today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, at this point, uh, we invite everyone to receive the imposition of ashes. Um, In placing ash on our foreheads, we acknowledge our mortality, and we confess that God's judgment against our sin is right and just. However, in, in placing those ashes in the shape of a cross, we remember that Jesus has taken upon himself the punishment for that sin. And so the ashes remind us that we are mortal sinners, but the cross reminds us that we are redeemed saints. Pray with me. Almighty God, you have created us from the dust of the earth. These ashes are a symbol of our mortality and a sign of our penitence. May we remember that it is by your grace alone that we receive the gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.